Hello and welcome to Hey Art What's Good. We are a podcast based in the northeast of England where we like to go to cool art things and see what's good with them. My name is Alice. And my name is Ellie. And this is one of the episodes we're doing as part of a kind of from home series. So me and Ellie are in our own homes with the microphones having a chat over Facebook Messenger. <laughs> the home series, the yeah. only thing we can do right now. Pretty much. Um, something we like to do in the podcast is to kind of check in with each other and see what's good, see if like, something good has happened or like if there's something cool to check out. So Ellie, what is good with you, my dude? Um, well, I'm still doing needle felting, even though I started a job, which is oh, quite exciting. Yeah. And I'm not going to tell you what I'm needle felting this time, but it looks pretty cute. It looks a little bit terrible at the same time. It's a bit potato le- potato level sort of dealy. But um, yeah, I'm quite proud of myself. I'm starting to do it for like people's birthdays because I'm a cheap person. Oh, no, that's awesome really though. So this is for like a birthday and yeah, I need to figure out how it's going to be transported, but I'm looking forward to sending it along on its little journey. Oh, it's so exciting. I'm excited to see what you've done. Hell yeah. <laughs> How about you, Alice? How, what's good with you? Well, what's good with me is uh, I know everyone's on Netflix at the minute watching stuff. And I've only just recently, like two months into this lockdown, uh, started to watch new things. Because it's one of those Ooh. things like... I think I've spoken to a few people about this. It's kind of like you rewatching stuff that you know you already like because I think it's just like yeah, I don't you want have... that like safe, safe, yeah, safe space. Like, I don't you have the emotional capacity to be disappointed by more things right now. Oh, no, but <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I've decided like, uh, yeah. I'm strong enough now, so I've watched a whole bunch of new stuff on uh, on Netflix. They're all quite good. I'm going to recommend two things. One is a movie. Oh no, I know. I'm so sorry. One of them's a oh, movie. Oh my god, too many things. <laughs> called uh, the the half of it by directed by alice Wu, and it's just really cute just kind of like a teen mm. um like drama romancey sort of thing it's just cute I, okay yeah cute like nice cute film and i'd watch is it as good as centrinians though this is the question no, i'm sorry i, I do love <laughs> many not. films but i, I think <laughs> centrinians has a, a special place in my heart however okay not a recommendation however, Book Smart, I think, probably comes to about the same kind of tier as Saint Trinian's. Oh, whoa. Because that is, like... that is a good ass movie. Mm. God damn. That's like the Arthur C. Clarke for science fiction. Ooh. It's mental. Yep. Um, but the TV series that I watched all of is Dead to Me. Have you heard of that one? No, I literally, everyone's like, oh, have you heard of this? I'm just like, nah, I'm living under a rock. I refuse to look at new things. I have no idea what you're talking about okay what's it about it's really good and it's hard not to spoil it because i mean you can tell it's happening at the end of the first episode because you're kind of like what is the hook of this so basically this uh it's like set america um i want to say la but i've actually got no idea um well lots of rich white americans live here is the vibe of the show and this uh like this mom she's got like teenage son and like a slightly younger son a husband's just been killed in a hit and run and they don't have the driver mm. so she starts going to this like grief kind of support group and she's like furious she's like really trying to find out who did it so she's like going around to just tons of cars around where she lives to like see if any of them got like damage on them like oh this could be the one that hit my husband and then Whoa, this okay. lady like befriends her in the group Oh, I can't. I mean, it's, oh, you're so close. It's not a spoiler. It's like, I mean, I saw it coming from like halfway through the episode because I was like, why is she here and what's the draw? Basically, this woman befriends her, 
because she feels really bad because she hit her husband. Oh, shit. But it's such a good show. Like, it's like you find that out like fairly quick. That's not like a huge spoiler. But then there's so many different levels to it. There's so many other things that they find out. And mm-hmm. I didn't really recognize the names of, it, of the two leading ladies. But one of them, after an IMDb search, um, played uh, Velma in the live action Scooby Doo movie. Like the really old one, like the old action Velma. Action yeah, like in like two thousand and I don't know four. Like where they're on the island, where they're yeah. on the island, yeah, 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 and like yeah, yeah. The really terrible CGI monsters. It's oh, so awesome. I love that movie. First of all, it's wonderful. It's so funny. <laughs> I, I want to watch it again, but I know it's not going to have the same like oh. level of amazement that it, it did. It, it might, so you know. Good, well, maybe it's not, not maybe it's not amazement, but it definitely has something that you can recapture every time you watch it. It's just such a good and silly film. Is it Rowan Atkinson who plays yeah. the baddie in it? Well, yes. well, yes and well. no. Because if you recall, oh, yeah, it's the, actually Scrappy-Doo yeah, <laughs> in Who's an animatronic bodysuit of Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> <laughs> God, I love that Damn. movie. What else uh, I loved, segue, is... Oh, wow. Uh, Segu- nothing less than the segue queen. <laughs> just got to keep that uh, segue rolling. I mean, you with just that, with keep, on, well. keep them two wheels rolling, Ellie. Um, Absolutely. Hopefully not off a cliff, though. No, well, phew, ideally not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was a bit dark. No, no, it's okay. Uh, something I really liked um, was an exhibition I saw way back in... I want to say the beginning of February or the end of January. It was a little while ago. Um, like As you know, listeners, we can't go see art right now. So one of the things we're doing with the podcast at the minute is kind of like talking about... Um, like past exhibitions we've seen that have like really left an impact and that like we can actually talk about despite not being able to go see it um retrospective spectating Ooh, oh my retros- that's good i quite like that thank you look at look at me create a, a category for that in the blog so it's like because i was thinking we should maybe like organize all these ones that we're doing in lockdown like just yeah. for you know future reference so retrospective what was I already forgotten? Spectating. Retrospective spectating. Okay, a bit of a a mouthful, but I quite like it. Um, there was an exhibition I saw at Sight Gallery in Sheffield at the end of February, no, end of January, called Rewriting the Future. And mm-hmm. if you listened okay. to the episode a couple of weeks ago, you know Alice loves a bit of sci-fi. And that's what this was. It was a whole lot of sci-fi. And also, if you listen to the same episode, you'll know I love uh, this moving image artist called Ursula Mayer. And she's got some stuff in here, which is actually the main reason I went down. Because I was like, oh, like, I saw um, Luncheon Fur that she did at the Hatton Gallery and I saw... Oh, yeah, I remember you met... Sorry, I was also on this one, but I remember you, like, mentioning yes. how, like, how much you loved that one. Yeah, and then also there was the Crystal Gaze at the Lang, which is part of the uh, Enchanted Interior exhibition. And then I saw that this one was on. I was like, oh, I don't really want to see it because literally when else am I going to see it? Uh, but I was Absolutely. like, oh, I don't want to like, it was like just after New Year, I was like, I can't spend like £45 on a return to Sheffield. Um, but then it got, the exhibition got extended by like a week or something. And I was just like, oh, no, that's a sign. I should go. And, and so I went and I had like a big Definitely. art day. It was lovely. I love Sheffield. I've worked there for the, the documentary festival for the, the past few years. So it's, it's just, also just a lovely place to walk around. It's got so some like good. lovely, like little places to like chill out. Shout oh. out to Planet Zog for like going out on a party night oh like 
a Psytrance place where like every, there's like bean bags and a little cafe where you can get like vegan food oh my God, that and stuff amazing. or like snacks. But then there's also just like massive Psytrance rooms and loads of people of like all ages and from all over the country go there and just like have a good old rave for ages. And it's just such a sense of community. It's like a mini festival. That sounds mint. Never been. I never really had like a full a full night night out. I had a few nights out, but not like a not a big one like that because I had to commute to Leeds and stuff. But nice, lovely. I just have this like vivid memory of this person who's like who had like this like rainbow dress on, but it was lit with like fairy lights and like it had she had like a feather boa I think as well. It was like major futuristic sort of fashion. It was great. Oh. That's cool as fuck. And that fits in fairly well, I want to say, with some of the stuff I'm going to talk about. <laughs> just a little bit. Um... <laughs> Segway wobble. Ooh. Segway wobble. Yeah, it's like a um, a learner's permit on a Segway. Like, you're not quite there, but you know, you're you're moving. You're going there. You're rolling yeah. along. You know how it is. You don't know how to reverse yet, but you'll get there. Yeah. Uh, reverse on a Segway seems like hell. Just being on a Segway actually seems like it. hell. I don't want... <laughs> a, a, a discussion for another time. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. So... Rewriting the Future at Site Gallery is, or was, a show uh, with four artists. So there was uh, Ursula Mayer, as I said, uh, Victoria mm-hmm. Sin, uh, Sofia Almeria, and Sonia Dyer. All had like very different. So there was like uh, Ursula Mayer's uh, piece was called Atom Spirit, which was like a three three channel video piece, which just sounds like a lot to like manage um like so wait what is a three channel video piece like so it's like three three different screens okay playing at the same time and sometimes it just shows the same thing on different screens but sometimes it's different stuff so then i guess you kind of have to think like it's not like it's a it's a narrative um kind of film but it's not like talking per se it's like shot reverse shot people having a conversation it's like stuff happening there's a soundscape and you can kind of like hear Mm. like words like being spoken like at certain times to like to contribute to the plot but it's very artsy anything that's on it's very more than one screen is just it's it's fairly artsy um and then uh victoria sin's piece was just an audio piece but it wasn't there was like a cool um installation area to like just sit in and pop your headphones on it was like this like red was it a red yeah Sorry, I yeah, saw yeah. the photos for that one, yeah. It reminds me of, like, a womb opening, maybe? Like, Ooh. sort of, like, fallopian tube or, like, uterus area? I can see that. Okay. I like what you're Sorry. thinking. No, no, very good. <laughs> very good. This is a conversation. Um, Sophia Almeria's uh, was also a video piece, just the one channel, but it was in, like, portrait mode. So, like, you know, like, if you're watching something on your phone, which I thought was quite interesting. Okay, and then right. the Sonia Dyer's um, piece was uh, was, like... I want to say four screen, but it was like four screens, like not all playing at the same time, like the were, but it was kind of like each screen was like a different person talking about stuff. So you could like just go to each one, have a listen. But then there's also these like hanging sculpture things, which were maybe made out of plastic or maybe like a 3D printed thing. I can't quite remember. Um, but point I'm getting at, wide variety. It was very cool. <laughs> there's a whole okay. bunch of stuff. So... What was, the, was it like a story or like what was kind of going on in the headphones exactly? Ooh, there was a story and I'm going to talk all about it in one hot second. Okay, okay um, sorry. I'm no, no, the no. Gun, no, no, it's all right. Um, 
I'm just gonna read like just the, the, a few sentences from like the little I don't know, like the little description bit. Like you know when you, you go into an go exhibition it, yeah. and like on the wall there's like just a paragraph about what the exhibition actually is. Just a little bit from okay. that, just so you can know what it's about. So speculative in science fiction are spaces where potential futures are explored, questioned, and proposed. As with many disciplines, they are also spaces where creative, talented female, trans, non-binary, and intersectional queer perspectives have been overlooked. Uh, mainstream science fiction has long perpetuated and replicated unequal structures of power, projecting them into a depressingly similar future. So I think we can all kind of relate to that if you've read any sci-fi, because it's mostly, I mean, lots of famous sci-fi is from like dudes in like the 60s or whatever. Oh, and it's very God, bleak, yes. very male, yes. kind of Very just- like... Grim. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, like no. 1984, like it's basically revolves around a love story between a man and a woman, and then they eventually like betray each other. Like in terms of like developing relationships and like how that would work, maybe in a futuristic sense. Mm-hmm. I know it's like overarching and it's repressive and stuff, but they could have done so much more with like exploring that side. Yes, exactly. It's definitely something missing. And like um, the, I think we might have mentioned on a a, a few episodes ago that we've started like a like a book club and like short stories like the first short story we read was um like i have no voice but i'm a scream or something and i just realized that the book club was supposed to be today and i completely forgot and i was running it (laughs) oh man just before we started this i saw it in my calendar i was like "Mm, i assume that's not happening because everyone's Mm, forgot yeah well i completely forgot we'll reschedule um but Oh, yeah, the the first story we read that was real grim holy shit like sci-fi doesn't God. have to not be grim but it was very like male chilling. grim chilling grim like the one yeah. female character had a terrible time because holy shit um so that that's that's like the the general expectation for sci-fi obviously it's it's True. 2020 now we're getting kind of more um like okay, representation. Real, reality taste. Yes, yeah. we're getting <laughs> we're getting some changes with these uh, power structures, and this whole exhibition is about that. It's all like female, as it says, like female, trans, and non-binary kind of perspectives, and like it's a- about them, like not just their. It's not like like you get like your your terrible representation. It's like oh no, there's gay people in it, but there's just like like a a possible like same sex couple like in the background. It's like no no. This yeah, is like more just about that. in the background, yeah. Not yeah. exactly like being a major component. Sorry, I'm talking over you. No, Continue no, Continue okay. telling me about the things. <laughs> Please talk to me. <laughs> Please. Um, so I'm, I'm mainly going to talk about um, like two of the four pieces because these are the ones I spent the most time with. And then also okay. I was meeting uh, our friend at the pub at a certain time. So I didn't have all evening well all like afternoon to spend in this gallery as much as i wanted to um so first one i'm gonna talk about is atom spirit by ursula Myers. this is the the three um three channel video piece uh, a reason i love uh ursula Myers' work which i said before is um they're all shot on film at least all ones i've seen are shot on film so this is okay, shot right. on 16 millimeter film it's all color and it's set in um Trinidad and Tobago and it's actually mm. like set in and made with the LGTB 
oh jesus lgbtq the queer community in trinidad and tobago um the queer community yes yes and it follows the work of like a group of evolutionary geneticists that are studying and collecting dna from all forms of life in order to create a cryogenically frozen arc so i think the kind of undertone yeah dude like the undertone of that is like i think life is pretty much about to end on earth so they're just kind of like well we'll mm-hmm. we'll get as much samples of it as possible kind of like the um the seed bank up in svalbard so there's like that massive yeah, fault underground yeah. with like every like plant like seed of every plant like on planet earth that's like to survive after we blow it up i assume so i imagine yeah. this is maybe like a similar sort of thing to that um, the sort of like long-term thinking that some people have to do like the committees that were like okay we have to make this because you know i mean it's not gonna last forever this civilization we might as well yeah. prepare for the worst it's like such an interesting thought experiment oh yeah absolutely and i mean that's just the whole thing with sci-fi because it's like maybe people are doing that and like sometimes you don't know like what's happening for what but then that's i mean the point with like fiction and stuff like that especially sci-fi is just like imagine if this is the thing that was happening and that's kind of like this so it's um it's like a narrative piece it's less i want to say well i don't know if it is i want to say it's slightly less conceptual than some of some of our other stuff um but I don't know if that's true. It's basically like it's it's a core group of characters, but there's like one like I would argue central character uh, okay. who's played by a trans actress slash model uh, Valentine de hmm. she's Dutch, so it's Valentine de Hing. It's it's lots of H's and a G H at the end, so it's hard. That was a, it was a good attempt. Thank you so much. Um, and it's about like this group of friends, like they're they're all like as i say like evolutionary geneticists so it's all about them like doing the work but also just kind of existing in this space being like their amazing queer selves and there's like four main locations that the film takes place in and sometimes i don't know if they're ever like if like a bunch of them are all shown on the three screens at once um but like the fact that there is three screens gives you like kind of lots of different angles to work with like to okay. see the space from different perspectives like but kind of at the same time so there's like this beach because you know trinidad and tobago it's going to be lots of beaches uh there's this of course, like of course. really like lush thick jungle there's like a lab like they do like lab work in and there's also like this nightclub that they'll hang out with and like have a have a good time and you're talking about okay. kind of um what did you mention like futuristic like costumes and stuff before did i just hear that yes no yeah i did okay Whew, like the, like yeah because there's a little bit like it's only like this who I assume is the central character uh is wearing like just weird ass clothes like she's wearing yeah. like this kind of like she wears normal clothes like kind of like a vest and like pants and stuff kind of like you know a, a scientist collecting samples in a jungle might wear when it's like hot as balls but like also like just like weird like full body suits and this kind of like space suity sort of get up it's just super interesting and strange and I just love like sci-fi it- stuff like that definitely like it kind of drops you in it and it's not necessarily that like all of it's so completely different that you can't really like empathize with it or like feel like you could belong in there but like there'll be maybe one aspect which is not explained at all that's like completely what you wouldn't imagine you're like whoa (laughs) it's nice to have like it kind of realistic in a way as well or like not just put in your face that it's sci-fi and it needs to be this specific way well that is literally like one of my favorite things about sci-fi is like just the the kind of casual futurism element of it like i remember Definitely, there's this yeah. um 
video game there's like this video game series called deus ex and like the first one's from like 1999 and whilst it looks like shit because it's from 1999 (laughs) it is a good video game but like some of the sequels there's one a few years ago called human revolution i want to say and so it's set i don't know 200 100 years in the future and so everyone's got like body augmentations and like stuff like that um and people wear like not like super like over like futuristic um clothes it's like a bit different to what we wear now but like reckon like long coats and like stuff like that recognizable but okay. the patterns on the coats are reminiscent of 16th century kind of like um coats of arms and stuff like that Whoa, and it's interesting because cool. you know how like how like fashion always comes back around like the 80s is like yeah. alive and well in the 90s and stuff Definitely, i love yeah. how like in the future it's like no no all the way back 16th century baby so like that like yeah, that sort of design exactly. choice influences a lot of the materials and stuff so i like that it's like just a tight the tiniest element of that game so it's not in your face but it's just a cool mm-hmm. a cool thing yeah it's like it's like a nod almost to like mm. the fact that fashions always repeat but then like you can maybe like it's it's something that's like so normal to have like a fashion so like when you see it like completely turned into this like futuristic thing it's so much more noticeable because you have a frame of reference that you always use but then if it's completely wildly different you would like notice it immediately yes exactly so yeah sci-fi dude ah (laughs) it's a good time there's one that i always think about which is on like the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy movie i haven't seen it but i know what it is it's not a big spoiler don't worry but there's just the way that this person makes toast is they have a knife and they hold the knife and it heats up and like they cut the bread but it makes toast as they cut it. <gasps> oh that my thing God. just blew my mind. It's amazing. It's such an interesting idea. I'm so surprised that hasn't been invented yet. Like that seems like something people would want. <laughs> That's crazy. I've wanted it. I've wanted it since I was like 12. <laughs> Come on guys, get oh, on it. One day early. One day you'll get there. I'm sure it's on like Kickstarter or something. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I imagine. Um... But yeah, I loved, I just really loved this um, video piece. Like there's like so many other different elements to it and kind of like more nuanced things. Like um, there's lots of shots of like different animals, like these kind of like lizards and like little birds and stuff that like the humans are just really casually interacting with. It's not kind of like you're more kind of, um, I guess, expected scientific setup where it's like like in cages or like in um like some kind of containment and like there's no like like not like needles and stuff like that it's just it's a very kind of just cordial i guess relationship and that's uh one of the kind of like emphasis in the show is like i'm again to read a little bit of the the thingy uh, it says it emphasizes the necessity of radically reforming our relationships with the environment, non-human entities, and of course each other. And I just think that's really nice. It's kind of yeah. Definitely. You don't see too much positive sci-fi, and I guess I don't know if this is positive sci-fi because if the the context is that they need an arc with all like with samples of all like life on Earth in it because the Earth is fucked. Obviously something went bad, but there's there is True, a hopeful yeah. message in there which I quite like. How do they, like, collect the samples? Does it kind of go into that, just from, like, a science point of view? <laughs> uh, ooh, I remember uh, there's, like, little... Oh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to remember. They don't, they don't seem... I don't know if you actually see them, like, properly taking samples from, like, animals. But there's whole okay, yeah. bits, like, in a lab where you can see that they're, um, like, looking through, like... Um, what's the thing microscopes microscope yeah microscope Whew. uh bits of through <laughs> microscopes and you can see like like cells of these animals and you can see like kind of renders of the animals and stuff and actually that's a, that's an interesting thing the lab um because i mean 
we've seen like just so many different things like how in sci-fis interfaces are all like if it's a new sci-fi not if it was like a sci-fi from the 80s where like these brand new fancy uh computer interfaces are like a black background with green text and maybe some kind of 3d images like kind of more contemporary sci-fi stuff is like pretty like like flash forwards like lots of like um like holograms and just nonsense like that and quantum uh, computers and like oh yeah like just top things. top the line uh sort of stuff um Definitely. but everything looks kind of dated in this like old by okay, today's standard i would argue like there's like what kind of looks like analog like monitors for like some stuff um right. but also like just like old like little like dials and knobs in that and then i've got like a, a a like a screenshot or something of like a frame of this and you can see that like on the the non-analog computer monitor uh it's running windows xp because you can just tell by like the taskbar so <laughs> okay, i just yeah i assume that's like that's like a part of it like there's a reason for that um but i just i just love it <laughs> it's like no no maybe not that yeah. fancy <laughs> yeah definitely like they're still humans at the end of the day and like it's n- nothing is going to be like completely Maybe maybe sci-fi is like it's not going to be everyone has these things, everyone has these amazing high-tech things, and everyone is able to use them. Like mm-hmm. maybe there's that sort of element to it. Maybe like the like the new computers don't work, or they're trying to escape detection. Maybe so they're using like more data Ooh, technology to escape maybe. that. Ooh, I like maybe. it because I mean that's the thing with like video pieces like this. Like obviously it was a while ago, so I can't remember it that well, and you can't just watch like it on like youtube or whatever um yeah. i think oh, that might be a narration actually but it's basically like it's one of those things it's an art it's an arty film so a lot of it is like interpretation based i want to say and that's also what sci-fi is all about just great good time yeah definitely so what was the other one that you saw yes what was that about uh it was by a canadian artist called victoria sin which is first of all an amazing name and, i was yeah i was yeah fangirling over that film that game that um <laughs> can't even say the word name yeah there we go it's not even a hard one yeah i'm fangirling over the name it was just like it commands you like it's a commander name like space commander name i would say and i think they're a a non-binary artist from canada who uses speculative fiction within performance moving image writing and print to interrupt normative processes of desire identification and objectification and mm-hmm. it was so this was the one where there was like this cool like red kind of velvety curtainy thing which took you into like yeah. this little like seating pod there was like a bunch of red cushions on the floor was, like and there was like just a uh, like a rack of like wireless headphones like oh pop these on have a sit down um, wireless um, posh oof, i know um and the piece was called uh, and at the pinnacle the foot of a mountain and it's a 23 minute long audio i was trying to think how to describe it my first word was like like a podcast but no podcasts oh. are just like lots of other things that have already existed so i want to say kind of like an audio diary or like a log or something like that and logs maybe yeah yeah um i mean i guess like that's what lots of podcasts use if it's a narrative podcast they'll take like the kind of form like of like a, a video like a audio log or like a intercepted audio transmission or something like that okay um, yeah so that's i got those vibes um but that's probably because i listen to a lot of podcasts and also we do <laughs> one so <laughs> so yeah i imagine like your frame of reference is definitely podcast heavy because mm. of these things so like yes. no one's gonna fight you on the podcast reference or the podcast Good. yeah yeah <laughs> 
Um, but it's so interesting. So it was like just a 23 minute long, um, like narrative sort of piece. And it comes from a perspective of what sounds like a woman's voice. And so they tell us about their experiences of, uh, what sounds to me like the first person landing on this planet because there's like, there's no one else there. There's no like man-made structures and stuff. It's just this, um, a completely natural planet with just tons of like fauna and like, fungus like mushrooms like all these weird plants and stuff and um something that happens quite often on this planet is that it rains but when it rains like a substance in it which just doesn't come off this person's skin and so the more they try and remove it the more it hurts and the harder it gets to come off um that's insidious i like it oh yeah so like uh I'm very happy with past Alice because past Alice is very enthralled in this and want to talk about it at some point. So I wrote down just some notes and stuff about well the, done, the piece. Who give her a little pat on the back. And so there's a bit which says, um, she says, my skin is not my skin. My throat is not my throat. My insides and outsides are making new bodies which are not mine. And this comes just after the mention that like the substance on the skin is like starting to grow like more mushrooms and more fungus and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So it becomes like clear after a while that's what what's happening is that they're basically being like transformed by this. They're just kind of being used as like a vessel to create like new life, but just life okay, isn't yeah. human. It's not. It's not necessarily a sentient life. It's just Ooh. they're there to create this. So it's just kind <clears> of <throat> cool to see like a like a non-human centric sort of sci-fi thing because I mean lots yeah, of definitely. traditional sci-fi is very like colonial based like quite a few mm. of like early sci-fi movies so think like um a trip to the moon uh think by uh georges melier or um mm. elite queen of mars that was a, a russian one they were both from like the 1910s 1920s all very like very strong overt like colonialist themes like look we're this great nation be it france or russia we're good yeah. at science so when we go to explore these different places we will impose our rule because it's the right one much like they did around the world when it came to colonizing and like they obviously yeah, the brits did not that. change that tune jesus christ yep so it was just i thought it was quite cool to see it's like no no humans aren't shit you'll get turned into fungus <laughs> <laughs> that's really interesting it reminds me a bit of like sort of like the dark history of like science maybe as well of like people maybe being tested on and not knowing what's happening to them Ooh, and kind yeah. of being transformed by the like the science that's happening to them mm-hmm. like you could say like the Tuskegee like Tuskegee I can't remember the like actual name of it but it's basically where they used hundreds of black prisoners and infected them with syphilis but didn't tell them and just oh. studied the effects of that God. so like obviously yeah it's a non-human thing, but worst. I see it yeah <laughs> of a more like taking that power away from someone and not alerting them to what's happening and that like fear and really like feeling that like first person yeah sort of account of it would be really interesting yeah and what was actually also really cool is um the kind of towards the end of it you kind of start to hear like a different voice which you can only assume is maybe it's like i don't know like some i was thinking like maybe it's like a symbiotic sort of um connection between like this fungus and like this person because you hear a different voice i can't remember uh after a while it's kind of this disjointed voice speaks and it's kind of like i don't know if you hear the original narrator after that but i remember one of the the quotes is that it's showing 
like the narrator like how to be a thing like I wrote that in like inverted commas so I assume that was verbatim um so I think it's just been like look this is this is your new normal now you're part of this uh this this landscape there's like vegetation like this is, this is how it is now so here's how to do it and how to do it is to let more fungus grow on you and develop more and create new life on this strange new planet very cool that's super interesting that's really <laughs> cool that transformation aspect mm-hmm. it is tusker g syphilis experiment i did get it right all right well I done Ellie. proud of you sorry Howdy, bird. <laughs> just to double check <laughs> no, that's all right oh man there was something i watched recently this is just going off topic oh no please i can't i really can't remember what i think it was animated but i don't even know okay oh i know what it was off it was off um the midnight gospel gospel yep i was i was gonna suggest if that was it because you recommended it a couple podcasts ago (laughs) yeah it was basically just there was this like zombie sort of virus going around with people and people were really scared of it but then once they were bitten by a zombie and they transformed into a zombie everything was fine and everyone was great so it was a really interesting take on that that is a really interesting take i love that like they became like enlightened almost so maybe That's Merging with something else is like a way of transforming yourself for the better. Maybe. Oh, that's cool. Well, there was this um TV series which I quite like to begin with, and it got kind of shit, and then I stuck it out for a while. I was like, uh, I was like, probably just like Y eighteen TV series called like the one hundred, but apparently because it was like the one hundred as in one hundred, like re- writing the number down, but apparently okay. you say it as the hundred, which I I didn't like as much, but whatever. Um, <laughs> in one of the like the really big series arc towards the end of the series like the, f- the the whole show was um so that's set in the future post-apocalyptic earth there's um a a huge like a good few thousand i want to say like humans were like yeah. shipped on like the flew off into space stations still orbiting the earth because like it wasn't inhabitable inhabitable anymore and after a while, like after a couple hundred years, uh, can't live up there anymore because they're just out of resources. Everything's breaking, so it's like it might be safe to go down to Earth. Mm-hmm. So they send down a hundred like delinquent kids because you know that's why. Yeah. Um, because of course, yes, to like see one if it's good, and two, you know, kind of set up, you know, an outpost, an outpost or whatever. But also like, get rid of the annoying kids. Two big get, ones down. I was gonna say like if they all die. Uh, um, <laughs> but one of the like overarching arcs is like this kind of AI thing which you could kind of take and it was like a, it was like, you know something you put in your skin or like something that you could ingest but basically it gave you access like this AI like access to you and you could be linked with everyone on that network and to them okay, that yeah. was like that was perfect like that's what you wanted it was called like the city or something because you like you could take your mind to this other like collected like like virtual place sort of and so they were like no no everyone needs to do this and everyone else who already hadn't done it like no 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 thank you (laughs) so that was like a whole it was a whole it was really interesting like that element of it and then it went right down the pan after that but god damn it had that was that sounds like (laughs) such a cool concept as well it's pretty interesting but sci-fi talk about it all day every day indeed um there was a couple other pieces on which I didn't spend a lot of time with, but I can briefly mention because they are, again, different. Um, one okay. of them is called The Magical State by Sofia Almeria. And it's 
this it's kind of like it's a video it's a single channel video piece which i think i said before and it's in like a vertical like a portrait orientation which is interesting um and it's like super colorful like i was it's in this completely dark cube of a room and this screen is uh, I, I think i assume they did have maybe s- uh, epilepsy or like a visual stress warning or something but i was like in that okay, room yeah. going oh god i managed to watch Ooh. it though um okay. But it's uh, it explores the extraction of fossil fuels from like this desecrated land as a ritualistic and violent exorcism that's imposed on like the abject female body. So it's basically I think it's set in somewhere in Latin America or like Mexico or somewhere. Colombia, I think it was. Colombia. There we go. Well done. I remember that. Sorry. <laughs> hey, no, well done. Um, and it's basically like this company corporation digging for oil you know fossil fuels we're on them um story of earth's life right now pretty much uh and when they dig this like new i don't know whatever you call it they dig somewhere new and they kind of wake up this like oil demon or like oil goddess like some something okay so um and so in the video she takes the form of like this young this young woman speaking i'm sure it's a different language though i don't think because it's basically this um this girl this woman is the central character and you can hear a man's voice but it sounds like they're talking different languages but i can't quite remember what they are the man's talking in spanish to her but she's Mm. talking in a language that's maybe indigenous to where she's from but i don't know the name of it yes okay perfect sounds right um maybe it's just i mean it's just basically like she's fuming basically for being like dug up and it's kind of like the audacity of like humanity to like demand this and to use all these resources that are hurting the planet and i just remember it being really really loud both like audibly and like visually there's like a lot going on okay yeah super cool i wish i could remember it more but it was pretty mint and then that's like such an interesting way of kind of framing taking fossil fuels and like framing oh, yeah. it in like a colonial way especially like with latin america and mm-hmm. like the spanish occupation or like the spanish like inquisition conquest? inquisition thank yeah. you what are those yeah <laughs> yeah it's like a perfect sort of way of analogizing it yes i would say so good use of analogize thank you <laughs> um and then the other piece was this uh, it was a four different like screens on the walls with like headphones and like little seats you can have to sit down and so this is Sonia Dyer's uh, hailing frequencies open and it kind of reimagines uh, like the history of space travel so it kind of creates a world where an aptly named vessel uh, carries descendants of the first human material sent out into space towards the Andromeda galaxy so like there's like this actual like cool weird almost jellyfish looking like sculpture which i assume is supposed to be this like cool interesting vessel and i've seen it in a few sci-fis where like the spaceship is kind of like organic looking so like like, jellyfish sort of thing what was that i can't there was a show i watched and it was like like, this spaceship was this really cool colorful like jellyfish looking thing um there's also this great graphic novel which i haven't poured through yet like because i read it all as like an online comic but then i got the actual physical book of it it is okay. huge i'll show you on camera after this ellie but for everyone okay, listening for it. it's called on a sunbeam by tilly walden Ooh. and that's like in space and stuff but their spaceships are like fish because i guess you kind of like Hi, swim through okay. space uh re- i don't know if they're organic or alive but they might just i think they just look like fish 
real cool. You, I think you would appreciate this, Ellie. So if I ever do, oh my god, a socially distant book so swap, to read this. Yes, it's huge. Please. It's a huge yes. book. Okay, all and hand then. hand drawn. Amazing. Whoa, um, Jesus. And also, like this artist is like, I think she's younger than us. I just, I'm, I think she's twenty three or something. She's amazing. Man, um, respect. Yes, uh, respect for doing for. Uh, Sonia Dyer's piece here, the last one. Uh, the video channels, I believe, are all uh, African American women, mm-hmm. but I believe they've, there's something to do with like NASA or like space, like so, like some kind of space agency, or, like research or science or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they're just kind of talking about the origins of space travel and like how things were and how they could have been and i can't really remember it that well because this was like the last thing i was like oh god the time i've got to go meet my friend yeah, you have to go and um, but it was super interesting i would have loved to have spent more time with it but again just the breadth of all the different things on in this show it was amazing it's so cool see <laughs> I, I was reading about this one this one really attracted me quite a lot because it kind of talks so the first sort of matter in space was the henrietta Lacks cell line Mm-hmm. So like, I'm not sure if you know where the cell line's from, but there's like a really good book oh, okay. called, called The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks, which you should definitely read. Okay. So basically this was a cell line that was taken without the consent of a like a black woman when mm. she had cervical cancer. So they took some of her cells and because they were cancer cells, they were able to grow very quickly and they were very hardy and able to kind of like live outside the body and kind of multiply so people use them a lot for experiments because you could use these cells and you use them basically as like a way of kind of so you use a cell line as a way to kind of represent what the body would do when you do an experiment on it but without like obviously doing it on animals or humans you do on a cell so it made so much money and so much profit on this one cell line and like the descendants of this woman had no idea and like were never informed about it and it like it was a whole big thing but um they were sent into space in the 1960s by the soviet union Mm -hmm. so it's maybe like following like the cell line and how it could maybe like travel around or like just what that could have been yeah yeah so interesting like that's amazing well, that's it. That's sci-fi in a nutshell, isn't it? It's kind of like what could have been or what could be. That's the whole thing. Definitely, yeah. Oh, amazing. Well, yeah. I just, I just wanted to like talk to someone about this amazing show because I know everyone would have loved it, but I couldn't just be like, "Yo, everyone, come on down to Sheffield." Um, yeah. Also, especially Definitely. you because you were in China. But uh... <laughs> yeah, it's so expensive. It's not happening, mate. Nah. Sorry. Um, but it was a good time, and I mean, I took some photos so I can pop them on like the instagram or whatever the um, socials on all the socials but yeah. it was just a great show and I, just, I love i love sci-fi i love this kind of like feminist queer sci-fi it's Definitely. just a refreshing change um it was just really fun really interesting and i think every single piece like it i mean that's a thing with good art it gives you something to kind of go away with and think about and Absolutely. in my case something to research i want to learn about that cell line that sounds interesting yeah, like, I think sci-fi obviously opens up to what science could be, but put framing it in the in a queer lens as well is, like, such a good way of, like, promoting people to maybe look into, like, female scientists or, like, mm. people of colour, like, scientists or, like, just the struggles around kind of 
people dealing with like fossil fuels invading their territories and like it's it opens up just so much of what is happening now but framed in a way that makes people more open to thinking about it maybe yeah and more consider future consequences which is what yes. it's all about Definitely. so i loved it it was mint i'll put a link um like the, the web page for the exhibition has got like tons of information on it so there's tons of stuff that you can kind of have a look at and the gallery actually had like tons of events on like around this and i wish i could have went to them but no no i went nah. on like literally the second last day it was on so couldn't couldn't go see nothing but amazing all the same so just a quick it, note like what's the gallery like itself does it have a lot of events or so what's it like they do yeah they're a very kind of like active gallery they make us think a little bit like i know humber street gallery puts on like lots of events and talks and like seminars and workshops but site gallery in sheffield just they do tons of stuff like i know something they did uh last year like there was this whole kind of skate city i think so they had like um like skateboarding workshops like in conjunction with like a different kind of local group like they've got like a like like a, it's not a park there's like a patch of land like across the street from it which they can use for stuff okay um, yeah. they do tons of talks they do like lots of workshops like i think they've had like zine making stuff and i'm sure they also had like making beer and like going on foraging things and stuff uh, yes like, that so sounds like we, the perfect gallery. if we lived in sheffield i'm sure we'd be there all the time Alas. um so there's a really cool uh cafe connected to the gallery called collective cafe and kitchen or collective coffee and kitchen and one obviously great coffee but just nice Man. food like me Love a good cafe when i worked uh at Docfest in 2019 rosie came down uh to check out all the uh, alternate realities stuff that was on its site gallery and it was Whoa, just the case of yeah. every um art gallery can just it's like a chameleon it looks completely different every time you see a different show so that's like, such a good way of being able to like do that do that yeah. sorry I, I can't add anything i'm just like again, <laughs> no no please like, push away. Oh, whoa, <laughs> I'm not dead. It's just, yeah. um but again you would have loved that that was uh, kind of sci-fi it was it's like the alternate realities um program at doc fest is always super interesting but so rosie came down for that and we had breakfast at the collective cafe and i had like Oh, I can't remember what I had, but it it's lovely. so cute. It sounds yeah. like an amazing little field trip. And like oh, yeah. Wonderful. All of Such a nice space. Fun was had. Mm-hmm. So when, whenever art galleries are allowed to be open, whenever it's safe to go out, I definitely want to pop down to Sheffield and see what's happening in Sight Gallery because it's mint. I'll, I'll I'll be there this time. Oh, yes. Gonna perfect. 100% get there. <laughs> mint. And you'd have lovely. breakfast there. Or like oh. just... Oh, yeah, dude. We'll do, we'll, we'll do it all. Ah. <laughs> oh brunch brunch is gonna be a good thing when that happens again oh Oh, man oh god the dream (laughs) yeah now you have this like bottomless brunch sort of dealy where you're drinking in the morning or whatever i just want poached eggs in like a bit of coffee with my mates i want like nice some like nice french toast like with like bacon and maple syrup or something like that's what i want okay that sounds so good yeah i'm so hungry (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well we'll wrap this up so you can go grab some scrum yeah, um thank you. a way we like to end episodes which we're doing now because we can't exactly like say what we're looking forward to doing because who knows what's happening in the world we like to end episodes now by like recommending something so i have a sci-fi recommendation because you know this um and it's kind of similar to the last sci-fi recommendation i made it was a it's a podcast uh it's called the strange case of the starship iris and it's really cool so it's like a narrative podcast um 
and it's like so there's this um it starts off with an explosion and that one of the main characters violet is looking at the shuttle from her spacecraft with everyone that was on the spacecraft on board just explode in space and she's the only one that's left and she's like ah god what is happening what do i do and then uh this other um starship like pings them they kind of get together but then there's like layers no one's who they think they are and then the thing i love what they did with this is so usually when you have like an audio podcast i think i mentioned this um there's a reason why you can hear it they kind of contextualize how you're hearing voices so as we we're talking about before it can be like an audio log or something like that yeah okay. it's not immediately apparent where the perspective is coming from but then that is actually an important plot point that kind of comes up in later episodes so i think it's just season one is out and i think the creator's working on a season two um it's like 13 like half hour episodes or something like that really good really recommend it that's like really gay as well it's wonderful um majority like female voices and just good old-fashioned sci-fi so yeah it's like a bit of an oxymoron that old-fashioned sci-fi but it's good. It's got, I'd recommend it's got it. the ingredients you want, certainly. Yeah. <laughs> what about, do you yeah. have any any cool recommendations, Ellie? Well, I was gonna go with the classic feminist sci-fi, but no, I've switched it very quickly and okay. just had to randomly Google and very quickly get it, so I found it. So, this is a graphic novel called oh. Woman World. It's by Aminda Dalival. Okay. Dalival. I'm so sorry, butchering names. But um, it's basically, I think it's on Instagram. She had like a lot of small, like she had panels of her graphic novel on Instagram. I knew I recognised it. Yeah, Woman World. Yes. I like, I bought it like a couple of months ago maybe and read it all. And it's just like little episodes of this kind of futuristic world where men have not been able to survive and it's all run by women. It's so good. It's so like whimsical and sweet in the way that like it looks at, sort of culture from now in the future is so interesting it's so sweet and like the relationships are so cute and like it's really interesting yeah i'd really really recommend it amazing yeah because i follow her on instagram but i I think i recall saying that was going to be a physical book available so yeah let's check that out love it it's so good good recommendation dude thank you like yeah i remember seeing it on instagram and then like i saw it in a shop and i was like i need to have this book (laughs) please it's so cool Oh, lovely. Well, I'll put a, a link to the Instagram and to where you can buy the book on the blog post for this episode. Um, you can find that blog post at com, or if you want to see any of the pictures of stuff that we talked about in this episode, uh, you can catch them on our Instagram and Twitter at heyartwhatsgood. And if you've got any, any recommendations, you can send them to us via those channels as well. So thank you, Ellie, for listening to me tell you about this exhibition that no one else saw <laughs> no thank you for like sharing it like it was almost like i was there hey oh well perfect podcast goal achieved um but yeah you'll i know you love your science and i think that was I did a nice science. little sci-fi chat so yeah. thank you everyone for listening as well thank uh, you guys we'll probably be back next week because i remember we said like I think it was uh, a few episodes ago, I was like, we don't know how often we're going to be doing these, so it might not be every week, it might be every two weeks or whenever we feel like. So far it's been every week because as it turns out, we've got a lot of time to do this now. So <laughs> Surprise, surprise. We'll probably see you next week. So until then, bye for until now. Until then, bye.